How you guys doing? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lost Art Podcast. My name is Drew and I am your host. Welcome back everybody. Thank you for still being here after I took that small break. Um, my plan was to wait a little bit just until after the trade deadline was over so that I can come at you guys with some you know, some new content um, that we can talk about. And this week, I just plan on talking about the trades that went down and who I think were the, the biggest winners and losers um, of that of this past week. And also, just, you know, for the people who didn't really make any moves or stuff like that, I kind of want to put them into a different category um, and talk about, you know, what can make them winners or what can make them losers after the trade deadline. So, thank you guys for being here. Um, I'll be right back with you. Uh, yo. Had to get my had to get my had to get my numbers up. Last time wasn't enough, so I had to double up. They was never down for me till they see me coming up. Now they wanna be one of us. Cause I got the city jumping like a double dust. Shorty looking like she got a tummy tuck. And a butt shot, the way that thing. Hello everybody, welcome back. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and just dive right into it. Um, who I think were the biggest winners of this week. I'll start with the Toronto Raptors. Um obviously they're on this list. They did get rid of a little bit of young talent. Got rid of Valanciunas um, and CJ Miles, but also they picked up the most important acquisition, I believe, of this weekend, maybe outside of Tobias Harris, but Mark Gasol uh, to kind of fortify their center position. I know Mark Gasol is not the same player as that it used to be, um, not the same defensive force or offensive force, actually, but the fact that, that they, were, they were like willing to go all in um, was something that that I think was was big, um, you know, of the organization. Um, they have a potential to lose Kawhi Leonard this summer, and I kind of like that the owner is basically saying, you know, I'm going to put as much pieces around Kawhi as I can to ensure um, a championship run and, and possibly a championship win. Um, I believe, I, I think I've had them um, in the finals this year. Um, if that was my prediction, either them or, or Philly, I like their move. I'll talk about them next, but... Um, yeah, Toronto's my number one team for that very reason. I think, um, you know, with the defense of somebody like Mark Gasol, along with Siakam, Kawhi, Danny Green, and then Lowry, um, that, that starting five defensive unit, um, if they do choose to start Mark, which I believe they will, um, that starting five defensive unit is going to be crazy. It's going to be hard to score over them. It's going to be hard to, to do much against them. And like I said, Mark Gasol still brings a little bit offensively. He can stretch the floor, unlike Valanciunas. Um, and then they still have Ibaka off the bench. And they still have um, you know pieces off the bench to to, to keep um, you know to, to keep the momentum up when um, the starters sit. Um, so that's why I have them as the number one winner this week. Um, number two, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I love the move that they made to get Tobias Harris. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep you know that big four for very long. I know it's going to be ridiculous um, paying that luxury tax with all four of them, but I do believe that. A move like that it is showing the organization, showing Jimmy Butler, who can potentially walk this year, um, kind of like in the same situation as Kawhi, that we're willing to go all in to win a championship. Um, I love that you know teams aren't afraid, especially with LeBron out of the Eastern Conference. Teams aren't afraid anymore to to go ahead and and you know put all their chips in the middle of the table and go for the championship run, especially if they believe that you know somebody like the Warriors um, could potentially lose KD. Um, I know there's been rumors going around of him, you know, going to New York, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if he leaves. If I had a prediction, I would think that he stays. But, I mean, you know, crazy things have happened. Um, 
And even if Philly doesn't, you know, let's say it's the Philly or Toronto gets to the to finals this year and they don't win, um, you know, it's still potential just to, to make a, a, a run. These aren't like, um, you know, all in, all or nothing type moves. These are kind of good moves for both of them where if it, if it doesn't work, they can run it back next year, um, you know, and do some things um, and like, you know, go on a run again. You know, this isn't just a one year thing. This is like sustainability from, from both franchises. Um, Philly in particular, we haven't got a chance to see um, Mark Gasol yet, but Philly in particular, they did play tonight. Um, Tobias Harris had his debut. I'm recording this on Friday night, um, so whenever you hear this, either Friday or, or, or Saturday, um, that's what I'm talking about. And Tobias, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up his numbers, but I know he did play um, play pretty well. I know they beat the Nuggets. J.J. Redick had a big game, but um, you know Tobias looked, looked pretty comfortable out there. They had a couple of um, like possessions that looked a little bit stalled with Jimmy Butler, and with um, with Tobias out there, you know, just kind of making him fit in. Um, Joel and B shot really bad. Um, Ben Simmons, I feel like he's gonna have the easiest job of just getting everybody involved. But um, Tobias looked he looked fine. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see you know who who ends up getting the most shots between them. And who ends up, um, you know, scoring the most points, you know, on a nightly basis. But um, like I mentioned, yeah, J.J. Reddick stole the show. He had 34 points. And yeah, Tobias had 14 points, um, 8 rebounds, 6 for 12 shooting. So pretty efficient. Um, I, I think once Brett Brown figures out how to, you know, rotation and stuff like that, I feel like they're going to mesh really well. Tobias isn't a high-usage guy. He's a really good shooter off the ball. He can create for himself. You know, maybe you start him, and then when you sit somebody like Joel and B, you can throw a small lineup out there with him and Ben, um, and kind of run plays through him. So it'll be interesting to see. It's a good problem to have for Brett Brown. Um, so for that reason, that's why I give the Sixers as my my number two um, winners of the of the trade deadline. Number three, a team that we haven't really associated with winning in a, a while, um, the Orlando Magic. I love the move that they did to pick up Mark Hale Foltz. It's kind of a low-risk, um, high-reward or good-reward type move. We don't really know who Mark Hale Foltz is anymore. But at the same time, these are the type of moves you can make um, that can be franchise-altering, especially if Mark Hale is anywhere close to, to what he thought he would be coming out. Um, they basically gave away um, Jonathan Simmons in that trade and, like, a pick. Um, nothing really big. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate that Philly had to give up on on Markel to to go ahead and um um you know to to go ahead and and make that run at the finals but it, it could be something that could be a blessing in disguise for Markel it's going to be going into a low pressure situation going to be not asked to do too much especially if they retain you know Vucevic and Aaron Gordon still is a pretty good scorer um Orlando's not bad I always said that they you know that they were just basically missing the point guard and um you know dj augustine is he's not you know he's not that guy you know he's he's a serviceable serviceable vet at this point but he's not somebody you want to go forward with so i love the acquisition for them um it, it could be something that that could uh have great dividends you know years down in the future when we go back and look at this and think that you know markel could could be the point guard that many of us thought he would be coming out um, but, you know, it, it wasn't like a, a, a super splashy move, um, but it, it could be something that could be worth something um, a couple years down the line. But, you know, uh, enough about them. Um, go ahead and talk about the, the powerhouses of the East for my last two teams that I 
um, believe one uh, at this trade deadline, the um, Milwaukee Bucks, and then the Boston Celtics. So first of all, let me go ahead and get the Bucks out the way. Um, they picked them to call a Miritich. Again, not one of those like super flashy moves, not the big moves that Toronto and Philly made, but still a really good move. Um, basically, we seen the we saw the power of shooting last year, how it kind of vaulted Philly in that playoff run. And when you have a player like Giannis on your team, um, the Bucks, the smart thing to do is to surround him with as many shooters as possible, kind of play a five out um, type of offense where it's just him at the top of the key breaking this man down one-on-one. -on -one. As long as you get, you know, good shooters around him, um, he'll find them. And as long as they hit that, hit shots, um, the Bucks are going to be really hard to beat. Um, Brooke Lopez shoots like a shooting guard now, um, hitting jumpers from everywhere. Um, Nikola Meritich, he was, when he was healthy, he was really good for, for the Pelicans with Anthony Davis. So I can see the same type of results coming from him. Um, playing alongside Giannis. And then, you know, you have like Ilya Sova. And then you have like Chris Middleton. Brogdon who's shooting you know 50 40 90 this year um so it's a lot of good things going on in Milwaukee I can see them making a, a deep run they could I don't know if they'll make the finals it's kind of hard for me to, to say just because um I usually go with the team with either the the best player which I, they're probably having most of the series or like the the most depth and um I don't know it's kind of hard to to see them beating the other top three teams but at the same time they're they're number one seed for a reason um Giannis is a, a special player um either him or James Harden to me uh will win MVP it's kind of hard to decide I know I had an episode a couple weeks back where I was on the James Harden wave kind of flip-flopping back and forth now um because Giannis is he, he's producing every night and his team is winning I mean it's, it's not like the same like storylines that you know we like to see the NBA loves the storylines. We as people love the, like the underdog story of like James Harden going on these runs, carrying a, a roster. But at the same time, you kind of can't fault a guy for having a a good roster around him. You know, especially when he's doing you know the stuff that Giannis is doing on both ends of the floors um, on a nightly basis. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But I feel like the final run will be a, a lot more interesting. The top four teams in the East is going to create very good matchups and very like interesting matchups um, going forward. But the last team that um, I believe was the winners at the trade deadline is the Boston Celtics. Um, and I have them on my list um, for no other reason but Danny Ainge convincing the Pelicans to um, to not trade Anthony Davis and to wait to the summer so he can offer the package, you know, including Jason Tatum and them. Um, it'll be interesting to... To see what happens in the summer, but the fact that they were able to convince the Pelicans to me is a win in itself. Um, Danny Ainge, and a lot of people don't trust him. You know, he's he he's a really good trader. It seems like whenever he makes a trade, um, the team that he trades with always gets the the short end of the stick. Um, this, the Celtics. I mean, sorry, the Philadelphia 76ers ended up with Markel Fultz, who was basically broken. Um, while they ran away with Jason Tatum, you know, we know we all know what happened with the Nets trade. Um, so we'll see, you know, what exactly happens in the summer. But the fact that um, that Boston was able to convince Anthony Davis, um, sorry, convince the Pelicans not to trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers and to kind of hold on to him, um, so they so they can offer a good package in the summer is is a testament within itself. It's a really good thing. It's a, it's a big win to me, even though they didn't get any acquisitions, any players, any picks or anything. They got the potential to get. Um, to pair Anthony Davis along with Kyrie, which is, I mean, he doesn't get much better than that. Um, and I know I did say this is my last team, but I did skip over a team. I was only looking at the Eastern Conference team. Um, 
to me, that what the Dallas Mavericks did was great. Uh, Mark Cuban, um, once again, stole a European star. Um, I mentioned it before about him getting Doncic um, for Trey Young. I know a lot of people still like Trey Young, but Doncic is probably going to be one of the best 10 players really fast. Uh, he's ridiculous. Um, and then they went ahead and followed that up by getting Porzingis this year for basically um, Dennis Smith and like a future pick, which is not really much, you know, worth much to them if Porzingis and Doncic both play at their full potential. Um, they'll be in the playoff race every year. I believe it's starting as soon as next year. I think they'll be in the playoff race. Um, I don't know what the Knicks were. I, mean, I know what the Knicks were thinking, trying to get the cap space to chase stars this summer. Um, so that's why I have them on my, my other list as the wait and see because we don't know. But, um, yeah, the 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 Mavericks were smart for jumping in and getting, um, getting Porzingis for basically next to nothing, especially considering that they were already – wanted to trade Dennis Smith, they, they basically got him for free. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my next category of the losers of the trade deadline. All right, now that I'm through talking about the winners of the trade deadline, let me go ahead and jump into who I think are the losers. Um, I only have three losers, um, one team for the the trades that they well, all three actually for the trades that they didn't make. Now that I'm looking at it, um, let me go ahead and start with my Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, to me, they're the biggest loser of the trade deadline, simply because they put out that they wanted Anthony Davis. Everybody in the world knew they wanted Anthony Davis. They did everything they could to get Anthony Davis, and then they still didn't get Anthony Davis. Um, the Pelicans were willing to um, wait and see if Jason Tatum's available, which kind of. Um, you know, says a lot about what they think about the package that, that the Lakers gave up. But at the same time, it is smart of them to, to field as many offers as possible. Um, the Pelicans, smart of them to field as many offers as possible before they make a move. Um, at the end of the day, they're holding the top five, six, seven player in the NBA. It's kind of no reason for them to be rushing the process. It'll kind of be done for them to rush the process, um, you know, to take the first available offer. It seemed like the Lakers were the only team in a running which is kind of wild. It seemed like they were kind of bidding against themselves. And um, based on reports, I mean, we saw that they were offering every young player, um, Zubak, um, Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo, plus two first-round picks. Like, they were offering everything that the Pelicans were seemingly asking for. Um, but then it also reports out there that the Pelicans never even counter-offered. So it seemed like the Lakers just kept upping the offer. Um Sounds like a bad business tactic, and uh, ultimately, yeah, it didn't work. The Lakers were left hanging out to dry. Um, they ended up getting blew out the next night um, by the Indiana Pacers after, like, all the rumors and stuff, and it looked like that their morale was was shot. Um, but they did bounce back, you know, and have a big win, uh, a buzzer beater against the Celtics, you know, the, the Rondo buzzer beater. So what was, it'll be yet to be seen how this affects the locker room. But um, it just kind of sucks knowing that, you know, as a young guy that, I mean, Magic and Palinka and basically LeBron, you know, this is all kind of a clutch uh, management move to get the two clients under the same roof. Um, They're all kind of willing to, to let every young guy go to get Anthony Davis, which I understand, you know, as a fan, I wanted Anthony Davis. It just kind of sucks that the the young guy's name were, were in rumors all weekend, you know, where everything was leaking out. Um, and then especially when you look, consider, you know, some of the moves that like Jerry West made or like, you know, any other trades where you didn't find out about them until they happened, um, or maybe like a little bit before, but it was no, no full details. It seemed like there was leaks coming from 
everywhere on this Lakers thing. Um, you know, we weeks in advance, we we heard their names coming up, and then as it got closer, you know, more names kept piling up. I don't know if this was clutch leaking it. I don't know if this was magic leaking it. I don't know if this was damps leaking it, uh, leaking it just to to kind of mess around with the Lakers, but. Uh, it just doesn't look good, um, especially when you got guys, you know, that's out there giving their all every night to kind of know that they're expendable. Um, you know, you know it's a business, but at the same time, these people are, are human. You know, they, they they have feelings just like the rest of us, and it kind of sucks, especially, you know, some of these guys are still trying to find their footing in the lead, and to be kind of looked at as expendable um, is something that, um, I don't know, it's just, it, it, it can't sit right with all of them. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they still got the rest of the season to, to go through, still got a playoff race that they're, they're trying to get to, trying to get the eighth seed. Um, but besides the non-trade for um, um, for Anthony Davis, I did like the Reggie Bullock move. It kind of sucks, though. Um, you know, it, even the Muscala move, you know, you kind of get it from the, the standpoint that the Lakers were we're trying to get shooting now, um, but again, I still have him as a loser because all off season they had an opportunity to to get these shooters to sign Wayne Ellington, to sign Seth Curry, to sign all these shooters, and it seemed like Magic went a different route, spend money on slashers and ball handlers, which you know he justified at the time that the Lakers had enough shooting. Um, he went on record saying that you know they have shooting and. They can't outshoot the Warriors and everything, but at the same time, he turned around, you know, which is kind of good to that they're recognizing, you know, we may have made a mistake, but at the same time, they gave up two young assets in Zubak and in um, Mikhailu, um to get these shooters, which what they could have had for free if they would have did what everybody thought they should have did in the offseason. So it's kind of like they was hustling backwards. Um, they could have handled it. They ended up giving up young assets for players that won't really move the needle as far as like a championship needle you know they'll get better shooting um you kind of got to make the playoffs and see what happens but for that reason um they're my biggest loser of the trade deadline the second team the washington wizards um it kind of sucks because you know we saw john wall go down with that achilles injury he's probably gonna be done for next season and then uh, all the next season most likely and then start you know, training camp um, in basically one and a half years. Um, and, you know, nobody saw that coming, but they've been kind of battling injuries. And I feel like, I feel like the, it was time to blow it up. They did go ahead and trade Otto Porter, which was smart. They got rid of that contract, um, picked up a couple of expiring guys and, um, and um, Jabari Parker and um, Bobby Portis. There you go. That was the other person involved in the trade. Um, so they didn't take any money back for that really past next year, but it's kind of they're kind of in this weird limbo spot where they get they got rid of um, Porter. John Wall is just about to start up his forty million dollar contract coming off an Achilles for the next four years, um, and then they didn't trade Bradley Beal, which I think they should have because it's kind of time to blow this whole thing up and start from scratch. But at the same time, he just made the All Star team. It's kind of hard to run a business without any attraction so I, I get it from a business standpoint but from a basketball standpoint holding on to Bradley Beal doesn't do anybody a service um you know it's kind of just they're not they're going to be in a weird spot for the next four years I believe I can't see them making the playoffs in the next four years with that John Wall eating up like 30 percent of their cap space um and then like I said I feel like they should have traded Bradley Beal maybe they'll do that during the off season. Uh, maybe they want to just you know right out the season let him finish his all-star season with them but yeah, for that reason, um, got them as a loser um, simply because they're they're, they're only going to go down. And then the last team, 
I have as a loser because they were the only team in the Eastern Conference that didn't make a move, and it seems like they should have made a move to help out their all-star. Um, and that's Kimball Walker. Um, and I feel like the the Hornets didn't do anything to help him out. Um, he kind of kind of carried his team to the playoffs and ultimately lose because they don't have any talent. Um, they did mess around and, you know, get get involved in talks to get Marcus saw, which ultimately fell apart. I don't know why it fell apart, but, you know, maybe the, the Hornets didn't have enough assets. But I feel like Jordan made one good draft pick in his tenure there. Uh, maybe two. You know, Miles Bridges is, is pretty dope. But, you know, Kimbo is a star, and Kimbo's doing everything he can to carry them to the playoffs, and he's going to have no help once he gets there. I feel like Marcus saw would have helped a little bit. Um, but... Uh, at the end of the day, I got them as a loser simply because they sat around and, and watched um, other teams make trades all around them, and they seemed like they were fine with the the roster they had going into the playoffs. Um, Kimba could walk next season for nothing. Um, I don't know if he wants to chase, you know, the money that could be offered in in, in um, Charlotte, but I do want to see him on a uh, a better team. I feel like um, I've been you know yelling free Kimba for the last three years, and this is the opportunity that they have to you know make it happen. So. Hopefully, you know, they they do it and, and trade him. Um, you know, it's like a sign-in trade or just let him walk for free. Um, I feel like he's, you know, giving his all to Charlotte. They have an all-star um, game this year in their city. Um, so, you know, Kim is going to be like the, the, the guy there. Um, so, hopefully, you know, he gives him a, one last show. Um, and then in the playoffs before, you know, he can you know chase bigger dreams and ch- chase championships. Um, he's been, you know, carrying them for a while now. Um and with that, those are all my losers, and I'm just going to go ahead and just jump into my next session. I call this the yet-to-be-seen. Um, these are the guys who, um, you know, the teams who made moves, and it'll either come back to bite them, or they'll look like geniuses in the offseason. Um, so um, these are the kind of things that may come into fruition over the uh, you know next couple months, and who, who basically put all their chips into the offseason, um, you know, the offseason. The first team on the list is the New Orleans Pelicans, simply because they didn't trade, you know, they didn't take the trade that was offered to them. They can go to the next season, and Danny Ainge could take Jason Tatum off the table, and then let's say they go back to the Lakers, maybe something's not available. Um, you know, maybe the offer's a little bit smaller, and then it'll look dumb, kind of like caught in the middle of taking a lesser package than they could have gotten. Um, ultimately, I think I can't see Danny Ainge taking Jason Tatum off the table if he promised that. We kind of don't know what was promised, but if he did promise that, I can't see Danny Age going back on that. Um, it'll ruin his credibility as, like, you know, in any negotiations going forward. Um, and if they do covet um, Jason Tatum the way we think they do, then, you know, getting Jason Tatum out of a, a star that doesn't want to be there isn't the worst thing. But, like I said, it's yet to be seen because we don't know what they're going to do and we don't know what they're going to get. And if it's less than what the Lakers are offering, then they look, Dumb, unless they just want to be petty, which is 100% possible, and just didn't want to trade in LA. Um, the next team, the New York Knicks, they traded their best player um, since Carmelo, one of their the only young prospect that they really had on the roster that had like that star material. Um, and they traded him for cap space, um, and they traded for the opportunity to chase bigger stars on the free agency. Um, we did know that Porzingis wanted to be out of there, so at the end of the day. You know, they they didn't they were kind of forced to trade him, but at the same time they didn't get any real assets back. They basically traded him for the opportunity to get players that could be superstars. Um so they're gonna 
be this summer chasing the likes of, you know, Kevin Durant and chasing Kawhi Leonard and chasing um, maybe Anthony Davis. If they do get the number one overall pick, maybe flip that for Anthony Davis um, or Kyrie. So, like I said, we'll see. They're definitely yet to be seen because they'll either look really dumb or look really smart. There's a lot of rumors going around that they have a good, that they feel like they have a good um, chance of getting, you know, Kevin Durant getting them away from um, Golden State, but nobody knows what Kevin Durant's going to do. Um, I don't think Kevin Durant knows what he's going to do. It's kind of a tough decision, but we'll see. Um, so, for that reason, the Knicks are in my yet to be seen. Um, maybe they end up with stars, and maybe they end up with nothing. I don't know. And the last team in my yet to be seen category, um, the Los Angeles Clippers. Jerry West, you know, as a former Laker um, in the Lakers front office also, he's a genius. He usually knows what he's doing on these trades. He did trade their, I thought should have been an all-star, but they did trade Tobias Harris to the 76ers. Um, I wouldn't say they're giving up on this season. They did kind of bounce back a little bit, you know, with Jermichael Green and, and Garrett Temple. Um, they did bounce back a little bit and kind of filled up the roster, you know, maybe Lua can carry him, you know, for the rest of the season into the playoffs, you know, he's a certified scorer, um, and they, uh, the bench did carry him to a lot of wins this year, but they gave up their star, um, with quotation marks around that star, and Tobias Harris for the chance to chase two stars, the same thing as the Knicks, um, they're not, they won't be seen as dumb, because they didn't like, you know, they're still going to be competitive, they're still going to make the playoffs most likely, um, or be, you know, semi-competitive for the next couple years. Um, they still have some young talent on that roster. Um, but it's it just kind of like, uh, it's, a, it's a gamble, you know. Maybe Kawhi comes, maybe he doesn't. But at the same time, it seems like Jerry West knows what he's doing. Um, you know, call me biased, but I do have a little bit more faith in, in Jerry West than I do in um, Dolan. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what's going on. But, you know, for that reason, I got them in the same category. Um the Pelicans, Knicks, and Clippers all are in this weird wait and see. We might look like winners. We might look like losers. Um, so I'll go ahead and readdress that, you know, later on once I, um, you know, once the free agency happens and once these guys start moving, and we'll see how they look. But you know, just keep a keep an eye on, the, on those three teams and the moves that they make um, leading up. Um, I do have a sneaky suspicion that the Clippers could potentially put a package together and be one of those third teams that kind of swoops in and gets um, Anthony Davis and then maybe, you know, signs um, Kawhi Leonard because of that. That would be my, you know, sneaky prediction that might happen. That would be wild to see. Um, but like I said, that could just be my, like, um, my trusting in Jerry West, you know, the bias, uh, the Laker bias coming through. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into another episode. Um, I have fun recording this week's episode, just going through all the trades. Um, I love the trade deadline, being on Twitter, you know, with, with people that, you know, that listen to me and also that just follow me. Um, if you guys don't follow me on Twitter, it is at NBA Young Drew. I'm always on there talking about basketball, talking about whatever, arguing. Um, so you feel free to give me a follow. Also, feel free to subscribe. Um, I'm on SoundCloud and iTunes now. Um, both under the Lost Art Podcast. Any feedback, any comments, any ratings, anything would be greatly appreciated. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys for you know taking the time out of your day to give me a listen. Until next time. Ah, uh, yo.
Had to get my, had to get my, had to get my numbers up Last time wasn't enough, so I had to double up They was never down for me till they see me coming up Now they wanna be one of us Cause I got the city jumping like a double dust Shorty looking like she got a tummy tuck And a butt shot, the way that thing poke out Fiend know you know now Used to post on the block with the four pound Got a bunch of niggas trying to be my woe now